Magdalene, we pray that you would ignite our hearts with your Holy Spirit of fire to hear from you this morning. Amen. Good morning. I'm Amber. <laughs> I'm Amber, for those who don't know. I'm the children of families work here. So, that reading was about Mary Magdalene, the first to the tomb. So, have you heard a lot about Mary Magdalene? I wonder whether you could perhaps turn to the person next to you and say what you think you know about Mary Magdalene. Okay, so what are the initial ideas that sort of came, came first? Could any, anyone shout out or put up your hand? That's right. That's right, yeah, that's a true fact, a friend of Jesus, a close friend of Jesus, yeah. Anything else that you might know about Mary Magdalene? Pardon? She was very much gossiped about, wasn't she? Well, certainly in fiction and after in the early church as well. Very good. Yeah, Jesus cast seven demons out of her. That is how she's described in Luke and the Gospel of Mark. She did a really good song in Jesus Christ Superstar. That's a fantastic song. I love that song. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to love him. Yep. Anything else? So I've got to admit, before, well, I kind of, before I wrote this sermon, I, I always get confused between Mary Magdalene and Mary of Bethany. And Mary of Bethany is Martha's sister, um, who broke the jar uh, onto Jesus' feet and dried her with his hair. That's Mary of Bethany. And there is no evidence, in fact, that that was Mary Magdalene. And the Roman, uh, the early Roman church, um, decided to sort of link those two people together. But actually, there is no evidence that they are the same person. Mary Magdalene, there is evidence that she, well, the Gospels tell us that she was a very established woman uh, with great means and that she resourced Jesus' ministry. She was one of um, the handful of women that would provide food and stay for Jesus and his disciples. And she was there witnessing Jesus' ministry on the first line, uh, on the front line. And the fact that she called him teacher, Rabboni, it was quite a personal name for him, as if she was one of his close followers. So we know that she loved, well, we know that she was really close to him. And um, we can see that she really admired him and loved him. But before she met Jesus, as we just heard from Winnie, 
She was a troubled lady. We hear that she had seven demons cast out of her. So exactly what that means, that is a complicated question with many different answers. What I can tell you is that Mary Magdalene probably had a really difficult life, probably full of illness, trauma, mental illness. And seven is the Hebrew number of completion. So whatever she was possessed with, whatever she had, encompassed her entirely. And Jesus, when she met Jesus, Jesus healed her. And again, Jesus healed her in completion because it said that he cast out the seven demons from her, seven, the number of completion. So she was transformed, transformed by Jesus. He brought her out of that darkness that she was in, turned her life around, and she then became one of his closest followers on the front line, witnessing and serving watching him heal, watching him teach. So she was being transformed. And as she continued to be transformed, she was given a message. Not only all of Jesus' teaching that she was on the front line for, but having been there at the cross and then the first to the tomb, she was given a message of power. That message, Jesus has risen from the dead. That message of resurrection power. Now, Michael, could you stick up my slide? Now, this looks a lot of information <laughs> because my computer didn't let me send it in lots of little bits. It was a naughty computer. Um, and it arrived like this, not in little bits. So I'd like you to just have a look in the middle triangle. And it says, transform from darkness into light. That's what we were hearing about Mary, that she had come from darkness into light. And that she ended up being on the front line, witnessing and serving in Jesus' ministry. And then she was empowered, given that message, to go and transform people like, people's lives herself. Mary Magdalene went back, went back to the disciples, gave them that message, and that changed their lives pretty astonishingly for the better. So she went then to transform others, the disciples, who then, they ended up, well, they were already on the front line of ministry. And so it becomes this virtuous triangle where people are transformed by Jesus, then they see his work being done. Then they're empowered by that resurrection power, by that power of Jesus. And then they can go out and transform others. We are transformed by God in our lives today through prayer whether that's asking God into your life for the first time or through the daily renewing and transforming that a rhythm of daily prayer brings. We are being transformed by God. And then we are part of God's work here. 
We're on the front line, witnessing and serving, just like Mary did. And seeing others move from darkness into light is a really true privilege. And I know lots of people here have seen people transformed by God, transformed by the power of the resurrection. And I believe that God heals today, not just through those one-off miraculous events, but also, I also know healing. Healing comes through others chosen by God who lead each other into the light. We see a lot of darkness in this world sometimes, whether it's people that live around here who are suffering, or whether it's when we watch the news. It's heartbreaking to see the darkness in this world. But we as Christians, who are people of the light, know that God's light triumphs and we can be part of that, bringing God's light in the darkness. God's light triumphs over things like addiction because empowered people like Mary with the gospel message walk into their lives. They put the hands on, their hands on the arms of addicts and say, there is another way. Then they bear every insult, persist every relapse through signposting and love. We in this church do so much to love people and serve people. We're there at the side of the hospital bed asking the doctors how it's going. We're there with people who are suffering and mourning. And we can also be there to those who have not had a great start, just like Mary. We can love those whom the, the world doesn't love, perhaps those who have ended up in prison. We'll be there for each other. When one in our family mourns, we all mourn. We all offer support with a message that transforms a message that brings them from darkness into light. And so I wonder where you are on the triangle today. Perhaps you feel like you're in darkness. Perhaps you want to be transformed and brought into that light of Christ today. Perhaps you've been suffering. Perhaps you've been witnessing and serving, doing, doing, doing. But actually you just need to rest and love God like Mary loved Jesus, to love Jesus again and have Jesus say your name like he said Mary. Or maybe you're wanting to go and transform others with that resurrection power, with that powerful message. So there are lots of different things about Mary that we know and that we don't know, but we know that she loved Jesus. And we know she was empowered. And we can be inspired by her life today. <laughs>